Hey, you cat and dog people. This is It's Training Cats and Dogs, your source of practical strategies to keep everyone in your multi-species household safe and sane. I'm Naomi Rotenberg, a certified dog trainer with years of experience coaching people through the unique issues facing multi-species households. I'm so excited to have Christina on the podcast. She is a member of the Cat and Dogs Coexistence Club, and she hails from Australia. And today we are going to talk through the evolution of the enrichment that she has done with her dog, Lexa. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Naomi. Thanks for having me. And uh, good evening to you, but it's good day for me over here. (laughs) That 14-hour time difference works out well for interviews. Yes, for me. (laughs) (laughs) So first, tell me a little bit about each of your animals so we can get to know the cast of characters and then we can talk about the your enrichment for them yes um so i'll talk about pippi first who is our eldest fur baby um so pippi was a rescue cat um so she was a litter that had been found abandoned um and we adopted her at eight weeks from our local um rs our um, rescue shelter um so we've had her for 13 years and we thought it would be a great idea to uh, bring a um, high drive herding cattle dog puppy into our family in 2020. Thank you, COVID. Um, (laughs) So yes, Lexa joined our family in December and we thought because we were getting her so young that she was gonna be little and our darling Pippi would uh, take to her really easily um, and that hasn't happened. So we also have a very active, Activity required puppy that needs lots of activity, especially since we live in the suburbs. So yes, we've had to become very enriched. Everyone is enriched. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're the perfect person to talk to about this. So, you know, so because Lexa is a young and energetic dog, before you started on this deeper dive kind of into enrichment as part of the club, what did you think enrichment was and its purpose? Well, I, from what I had sort of read, and I hadn't done a deep lot of reading, but just that everyone was saying, you know, there's more to just running your dog and keeping it super active. You can, um, if you use its brain, then it will be tired, more tired than if you just run it around. And, you know, I'm um, an older grand fur grandparent um so technically Lexa is my son's running a cattle dog's not really my forte yeah that's what I you know being in the suburbs we really thought well we're going to have to use this very smart dog's brain as well as um you know have other activities for it to play Mm -hmm. to exhaust it or you know make sure that it's enriched and happy because the thing I was reading, being we're a first-time dog family as well, we kept hearing dogs get naughty if they're bored. So that was really what we were trying to achieve. So it was really like give her stuff to do to make sure that she's tired and not bored. Absolutely. And therefore mischievous, mischievous. I never know how to yeah. pronounce that word. 
it's good either way. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you kind of went gung ho into the enrichment. So you already have been doing a lot of different things. So what were you doing with Lexa for the last almost year that you've had her? We, our a big initial one was like, we did a lot of sniffy walks, pretty well much all of our walks are sniffy walks. Um, and integrated into that is a bit of training as well. So we don't just, you know, we might building into that, we stop at every curbside. And when we stop, she actually has uh, learned to sit and then we will break and walk across the road. Um, mm -hmm. So into sniffy walks, there's bits of play as well as training, as well as pretty open sniffing. But we've also had to work on the release of food items. <laughs> so any food items that, that's left on the ground, it all becomes quite, an, it could be an hour to an hour, a quarter of, of wandering but yeah by the end of it she as a puppy she would come home and she would be absolutely zonked and she would be asleep for quite some time and that was without any running so people would say you've got a cattle dog you need to run it and run it and run it and run it and I'd go hmm, I don't think so <laughs> she's pretty tired <laughs> um so at home we used all sorts of things snuffle mats and food dispensing toys we do hiding things in the yard for her to go and sniff out bad paper bags filled with all different sorts of things that she has to rip apart but anything that could relate to something that she may do naughty we try and we try and meet that but i sort of hadn't put it all together until we started with the club that i have to sort of think backwards you know like okay what hasn't what could she need today that i can provide her in an enrichment so mm -hmm. I, I that part i'm really loving as i sort of look or think about our day or our week um and then make a decision on what that enrichment activity might be yeah like rather than just saying here's all the things to do being a little bit more strategic about it and thinking about the behaviors that we want to bring out in her yes yeah, it's, it's definitely a mind shift because you used to share the, the thoughts of, you know, 95% of the dog owning world. Well, less because so many people don't even know about enrichment, but the people who do know about enrichment say, give them lots of things to do to use their brains so they're tired. Mm. And that, you know, does pretty well in a lot of scenarios. It's better than no enrichment. Mm. Um, but once you know, and you, you can tell us about this once you kind of start thinking about it in that backwards way of like, what behaviors do I want this enrichment to bring out? You see different effects, right? Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about something that has changed since you learned to focus more on the behavior rather than just the stuff to do aspect? Yeah. So when you start thinking about different times of the day, so for example, in our morning. So when she first wakes up, so she's had a big old sleep and she potters out into the garden and sort of does all of her business. Um, often now before breakfast, we will have a super big game of tugs. So she's got an empty tummy. She's full of energy and we'll actually play tug for 10 minutes, say. And it's really good because then she comes in, I start preparing her food or have my own breakfast and she will just settle in her bed. 
Whereas before we'd sort of get that sort of real agitated, like wandering around, like I could tell she wanted breakfast or she'd, there'd be a bit of barking. Whereas now once we sort of out, we have a bit of time in the yard and a play, it's like that energy's dissipated and then she's ready to continue on her day. Mm-hmm. And then other times it'll be like if I can feel like she's overstimulated a little bit, if, especially on a walk, if we've had an interaction with a dog behind a fence or maybe she's bumped into a bunch of different things that a herding dog would love to chase, bikes, scooters, other dogs cats will come home and immediately I'll do like a scatter feed or a snuffle mat or something that will just sort of bring her down a little bit Mm -hmm. so yeah just little things like that where it's really looking at maybe what her day has been like or what the week has been like and what's really going to satisfy her bones so I might get to a day and she's quite mouthy on everything or chewing lots of sticks which are obviously not great and sends them off to the vet with obstructions you know just things like that where I'll go oh hold on a sec maybe when was the last time you had a bone or something that you know she's got plenty of access to other things but she loves a good 20 minute chew on a raw bone she will just after that is amazing that's a that's that's the perfect way to think about it the enrichment Mm. is for them rather than as a means to an end for us. I think that the side effects of a happier, calmer dog make our lives much easier. And that's a huge benefit of enrichment in this way, but putting it at the forefront of, I need to provide enrichment that will satisfy Mm -hmm. them in this context that they are in right now really kind of helps shift the yeah the focus yeah of it. I, I feel and sp- yeah I, I feel like when you since I've started looking and going ah, oh, what is it that she's trying to tell me in her doggy language which you know whether that be chewing on something that I really don't want her to be chewing on or just being overactive why is she being overactive like once that's satisfied all of a sudden it becomes easy like she sort of settles right back into that sort of calm groove so don't have that continued possible bad behavior that you were having so I know and it it seems quite satisfying when you think hey she was actually trying to tell me she just really wants something good to chew on (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's a it's a nice form of communication between you two you're really saying okay I, I hear you and they feel like they have a little bit of agency over their own yeah lives as well which is in and of itself enriching so the best thing is always like if you want to get extra credit (laughs) is thinking about that agency within the enrichment Mm. um context right so you say all right so she she's chewing a lot of stuff clearly she needs something to put her mouth Mm -hmm. on i have a few options for her in the freezer which one would she like? Um, you can't do that with everything, no. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but, you know, it's nice to kind of say with the, especially the tangible things, right? Like which which toy would you like to play fetch with today? You're going to play fetch. Yeah. You're going to play tug with just what, which yeah. toy do you want to yeah. use, right? Just adding that mm. little bit into it increases the enrichment value for yes. the animal. Yeah. 
So it's uh, that's another little layer that you could always think about too. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I must say I am definitely working on that with Pippi, our cat, as to what sort of things she would like to play with. And that it's really awesome even though we are 13 years in, to now be sort of going, well, maybe she would like to, what would she like to play with? Usually, to be honest, she loved just sitting on it. That's it. <laughs> she That's what she's, she was happy to sit on you for 13 years. I think, you know. She loves it. There's, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, my dog, since he's oldish now, and, um, you know, for the last four-ish years, his favorite thing is to just be near me doesn't matter where yeah. i am what i'm doing he's not really participating yeah. he's just wants to be there <laughs> and i've tried you know different things to see if he wants to be more engaged and he says no you know i'm just happy sleeping watching getting up checking on you every once in a while <laughs> yeah yeah and so it really is individual for the animals as well. And so what you're yeah. doing is a really good thing, right? You're saying, okay, well, her behavioral repertoire is small right now for whatever reason. Yeah. And let's try a few different things to see if we can make her behavioral repertoire slightly larger because that's always a good thing for an animal. And she might tell you, you can offer me all this stuff and I might you know, be sort of into it, but I really do prefer the way my life is right now. I'm perfectly happy. Yes. Thank you very much. And that's that's mm. okay because you've at least asked the question. It's not a default. Yes, provided the option. Yeah, yeah. No, that is, it is nice. I mean, just for when we were, normally I would sit out in the dog area, in inverted commas, um, but for that uh, session we were in, I was sitting in her area on the bed and um, she doesn't normally get that during the day. So that was lovely. She just came and sat on me for a bit and then went back to her bed. So it was nice to give them that option. So I like that to think that, you know, maybe sitting on me is very enriching. Social bonding is enrichment, is an activity, and it is a need that animals have, especially our domestic animals, right? We have brought them into our lives and they need us as much as the cats don't want to admit that they need us, they do. <laughs> yeah. And so factoring that in as one of the needs to fulfill for the animals is definitely really important. Yeah, yes. Well, that must be her love language, social bonding. I like, that's what I'm going to call it from now on, social bonding. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So... I guess my last question is, do you have plans for your next kind of enrichment project for both of them? I do. It's actually an external to our home, but um, I've recently booked to take Lexa to a nose works taster class. So a place where they do canine nose work um, and that can proceed to sort of doing ongoing classes and then also possibly ongoing actually doing it off scent so birch or lavender or whatever smells she is a very sniffy dog so um and everything I've read about sniffing is like so good for them so yes that's Lex's next actual outside of the home one which I think will be fun because I think I can just bring that back into the home as well. You know, we can do that as an activity at home. So that's sort of exciting. Mm-hmm. And Pippi, Pippi, well, the world is our oyster with Pippi, where I've just made a little tug toy for her, which 
she hasn't really interacted much with, but it might just have been the wrong time of the day. And we're building her some places to go up and working on that. So we're working on just sort of engagement with food at the moment and working on spaces for her to be up and safe, which is thanks to you with helping us realise that we need to work on all of those things with our girls. So <laughs> thank you. No problem. One one thing at a time, really saying, okay, like what's, you know, what's the next step? And there's always so many different things that you can do and address. And especially when you have multiple animals, you, it can become a little bit overwhelming. So really just yeah. thinking, okay, what's my what's my next thing with each one? I don't have to do those things at the same time. <laughs> yeah. um, but just to kind of know what little step is on the horizon can help keep everything in perspective. Yeah, awesome. And I just, it's so great seeing both of them actually well, especially Pippi, I suppose, because we haven't really haven't done a lot with her over the time. Lots of social bonding. But yeah, it's sort of exciting seeing her go, oh, yeah, are you offering me like some salmon? Like, what? <laughs> what have I been missing out on all this time? Yeah, so that will be fun to sort of see her and see if um, she takes to having some other activities to do. I look forward to seeing your videos of the girls doing these new activities and yeah. Yeah. up on her new surfaces and eating salmon and Lexa with her nose to the ground and yeah. ignoring the cat <laughs> ignoring the cat exactly that's yeah. the ideal and I'm so happy that you've joined the club and agreed to come and chat with me I know that so many other people have similar experiences to you and I hope that they get a lot out of listening to your thought process and kind of the adjustments that you've made along the way to continue to make your girls' lives as awesome as they are. You are very welcome. It's been I've just been so pleased to find you, albeit on the other side of the world, but it's working, so it's awesome. <laughs> I'm here no matter where you are. That's yeah. the magic <laughs> magic of the internet. Yeah, absolutely. That's thank you, COVID. <laughs> All these things. Yeah, well, there's one thing that's come out of uh no, never mind. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Christine. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you at our next uh, live event. Awesome. Thanks, Naomi. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this deeper dive into enrichment. This is also the theme of this month's discussions and challenges within the Cat and Dog Coexistence Club. If you want to improve the relationships between your cats and dogs, the club is the best place to be. It's a membership that provides guidance from me and the support of other cat and dog people working towards similar goals with their animals. Go to praiseworthypets.com club to learn more.